0: the following is brought to you by the social suplex podcast network
1: thank you for listening to the social suplex podcast network jeremy donovan here to present to you part two of the 2021 social suplex fancy draft uh by now you should have heard part one where We had five of the podcasts on the network drafting wrestlers from across the world. If you haven't heard that yet, go back on this feed and look for the Fancy Draft Part 1. Here on this part, Part 2, you're going to hear all the cards that the podcasts produced with the wrestlers they draft. So you will hear from One Nation Radio, All Things Elite, 8-Bit Suplex, course keeping it strong style and then grave consequences uh, take a listen to all the cards that these guys have put together once you are done listening to the cards you can go to social suplex.com slash vote and that's where you're going to go to vote for which podcast produce the best card at social slash vote That'll take you to our website with a Google form embedded on that. I I know sometimes Google forms give issues um, embedded on sites for mobile, but on the page, there is a link straight to the form as well if you're having troubles on mobile opening that. But just go to socialsuplex.com slash vote. That's where you will make your vote and help us determine who is the 2021 Social Suplex Fantasy Draft. Champion, you know, last year me and Josh we won the vote. We did a Twitter vote last year. decided to change it up, and you know, I know a lot of people don't have Twitter. Not everybody has Twitter, so opening it up here on the website, Google Form, anybody could vote. Um, I don't want no excuses this year. So go to socialsuplex.com/slash/vote after you listen. Get your votes in. Help us determine who is the 2021. Social Suplex fantasy draft champion. Enjoy.
2: Hi, One Nation Radio here. This is James Boyd and I'm here with Shalada and we're going to give you our uh card. I don't do we have a name for our card, Rich. I don't know if we had a name for our card. We just call it One Nation Radio, the show.
3: Yeah. One Nation uh, radio pay-per-view. Nation, yeah, the One Nation Radio pay-per-viewed. Yeah. Guaranteed to uh, get a million stars. <laughs>
2: I, I, that's a really long title, but
3: <laughs> it's like one of those PWG titles.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's Oh, okay. I thought you said, uh, I thought you said, uh, GCW for seconds. I'm going to start naming my rap albums. Just, you
3: know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, man, we got a great card here playing for you guys. Um uh, we came up a little short last year, um, but make sure you guys vote for us because, uh, we bring that heat here. So we have a great roster. Uh, I'll go through, uh, the names of, um, that we have um, to work with here. So, our first pick was Kenny Omega, and we had John Moxley, Walter, Johnny Gargano, Chris Jericho, and sam Guevara, Mayu Watani, MJF, and Wardlow, Darby Allen, Thunder Rosa, Isaiah S. horace Scott, Champa, and Thatcher, tessie Andaitz,o Street Profits, Pete Dunne, Ricochet, Tyler Bate, Bandito, Rey Mysterio. Rhea Ripley, Izumi, Shuri, Imperium,
2: Top Flight, and Mako Satamora. So. Yeah, so uh, I don't remember how we did this last year. I don't know if we should go uh, beginning to end. Bottom to the top. Movies. Bottom to the top. Okay, so uh, first match is the Street Profits and Top Flight to get tagged together in a Survivor, Survivor Series. Traditional-
3: match. Yeah, a traditional Survivor Series elimination match.
2: Versus Eichner and Bartel of Imperium and Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Um, this, That's right. The flashy black dudes versus the tough white men. Yes. Well, I mean, look, you know, Eichner gets nice when he wants to, you know, but yeah. ultimately, we are trying to capture a lot of the energy that came from the um, Undisputed Era versus Imperium match from. Uh, 2020's uh, Worlds Collide show, and this time we will they will go as planned, it will not be an impromptu thing where Walter has to carry because someone gets knocked out in like the first two minutes of the match. We're just gonna just go out here and do it.
3: We're trying to get some of this cultural pride going, uh, in the audience.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) so uh,
3: you know, like in boxing, you know, they say a whole country is behind you, you know, so we gotta we're trying to you know do the same thing here.
2: So uh second match in the card.
3: Y'all y'all gotta cheer for the Americans, the street prophets in top flight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not a guy from Milwaukee, a guy from Sacramento. Like you got it right for true for the all American team, which is the black guys. Good luck. So <laughs> you know you, you know you hate it. Anyway, so um then from there we'll uh we'll go with uh in the second match. Uh Sadamoro the best female wrestler of the last 20 years versus Rhea Ripley in um, a, a good old-fashioned uh, classic. wrestling Gotta chop that, that tree down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, a striker versus a powerhouse classic professional wrestling. Um, second match, Mayu Batani versus Thunder Rosa, uh, the best women's wrestler I saw last year. Um, maybe the best year run I've seen from any woman ever um, with my own two eyes versus Thunder Rosa, a rising star in the American women's ranks. Um, a woman that has gone to Japan, not wrestled in Stardom, but has wrestled in Tokyo Pro, and like absolutely would would this would elevate her, and she would probably have the best match of her career. Um, wrestling Mayu, who's just like both of them, the, the female best uh, machine. <laughs> I was gonna say both both of them
3: uh, of the can't go back variety. I um, I did
2: not know this about Thunder Rosa, but I knew that I definitely knew like, about uh, yeah. Mayu yeah like um, wow. like
3: thunder like I, I just take thunder's whole persona like she don't take no shit so for me that's like she's a, a can't go back all sorry. you know she's mm-hmm. done mma so yeah, she real- that's right. will fight for it yeah. you know
0: so, so.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, uh next match, Tyler Bate versus Bandito in a big strong boy match. The only way this could be uh a better uh, strongest person in pound for pound in wrestling match if he had Cesaro. Unfortunately we couldn't get him, so we'll have to deal with the next two people in line for that crown. Um it's gonna be a lot gonna be a lot of fun shit. Like flyers gonna be a lot of, strong motherfuckers throwing each other around.
3: Yeah, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be lots of top rope uh, aerial stuff. It's going to be lots of diving outside the ring. There's going to be people doing power moves from the top rope. Yeah, it's with Sprynees are young. Insane. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane because um, these guys are both under 25, I believe. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, so there's good drafting, and you know, guys are what, fourth on the card? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, let's get to the yeah, fifth match. a big strong boy match. Don't ask us what it is. You already know what it is.
2: Right. Uh, fifth match. Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet in a Lucha Libre two out of three falls match. Whether you want to put a, put the mask on Ricochet and call him Prince Puma or you just want it to be Rick O'Shea versus Rey Mysterio. I we own both this this is a match that people have asked to see on a big level and we're going to give it to the people. We've seen it in Lucha Underground and different variations, but like this is like, if this was a Wrestlemania, if this was a um, Tokyo Dome type of th- situation, this would be it for them.
3: Yeah, you know, who's the greatest flyer ever? Let's see.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, next match after that, uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus MJF and Warlow in a Grudge Tag Tag Match. Um, you've seen it on TV uh, for the last few months, and you you just you get it here um, on our card. Not good old A-W. fashioned hate. Yeah, good old fashioned hate. Um, you know, Sammy Guevara, maybe busting open, being murdered, getting f tinned, and just selling build that hot tag for Jericho. Um, you just hope to see Jericho, you know, put an elbow upside MJF's Head, stay tuned. You might see it.
3: Yep. Um, even AEW hasn't booked this yet, so um, it's coming, you boys. Got you covered, right? Um, next match, and we got a qu- we got a quick intermission. You know, we got you know <laughs> we we, we got to send people away and get them ready for the for for the top four on yeah. the show now. Send um, send the
2: young lions and lionesses out there to to wipe down the ring. Yes, and disinfect with masks no. on.
3: You know, and then um, you know, you know, we'll do a little concert in the middle of the show. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be serving food to the audience as well. You know, so so there'll be lots of you know, uh, there'll be lots going on at the One Nation Radio Show. But uh, yeah,
2: when
3: when it's time for that look, when when it's back
2: time for that action, we got this. Okay, we come back and we get Darby Allen versus Pete Dunne in an I Quit match. You have the ultimate live. You have the ultimate uh, fly by the seat of your pants daredevil versus a submission magician, uh, submission master, joint manipulator, and we're going to see who is the first to give up. It's going to be a battle of wills and skills.
3: Who is going to quit? Because I know it's not Darby Allen.
2: <laughs> he might win. Well.
3: Like, he he may literally have to be put in Sting, the body bag.
2: Makes Sting throw in the towel. <laughs> um, yeah. Next match after that, Johnny Gargano versus Tetsuya Naito.
3: We've had reserves about Tetsuya Naito in the past. We don't have any of those tonight. We said, Johnny, take over. We're going to put you on third from the top. Low pressure situation and um just go out there and do you man and, and naito you just go be charismatic <laughs> go you know go come smile get, at them or come get them.
2: carried come get carried you know,
3: <laughs> you know go go sell some of this merch for us you know before oh, the match man you know talk them into the building <laughs> you know but i i assume they go out there and and they uh we have the best of these two, two men we don't have the worst of them so uh, we won't have Johnny, you know, in a death match, you know, or anything. Looking at his hands the whole time. We're going to be wrestling.
2: Yes. So, yes. Singles match, by the way. Yes. Um, in our semi-main event, John Moxley versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly known as Killshot, in a Hell of War match.
3: Man, and maybe one
2: night only as Killshot. Well, I don't know. You have to ask him. You, you talk to him. You have to ask him how he, how he feels about that situation. But yeah. we'll, for those... For we'll we'll those,
3: see what he wants to do. But but regardless, <laughs> is that dude there?
2: For those that are unfamiliar, a Hell of War match is a special type of blow-off match that was in Lucha Underground. It is a three stages of hell uh, variety match. The first uh, fall is a first blood match, which is right up John Moxley's alley and also Swerves, um, which is just whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, the second match is a no DQ match, which is right above these people, these men's alleys because they are CZWers. (laughs) and then the third match, this is
3: CZW dream match too.
2: And the third match is a medical evac match. It's very similar to an ambulance match. You put them in the, uh, into the, uh, the, into the vehicle and you strap them to the, to the, uh, uh, stretcher and then you send the ass off. Um, this is right up, you stand John, on top of the ambulance. This is right, yeah, right. and this is right up uh, John Alley, John Alley, John Moxie's Alley. This is also a perfect coming out party for Swerve, a person that is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, that's not coming to his own, and will have this, his star another star-making performance in front of a larger audience and even Lucha Underground. So um, that's our semi-main event. Blood, Man, blood, blood what what glass. a match
3: what a what a what a big death match right there in that spot right yes. after that classic match and then we perhaps have the biggest match of them all yeah when, when i look at the rest of the draft for the for everyone else they don't have a match like this <laughs> they wish they had a match like this you know we got one dude comes to the ring in a big black jacket we got another dude comes to the ring wearing a whole bunch of belts that's right and he's trying to get the most elusive one of them all.
2: The hardest one to catch. Winner take all. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega versus, versus, Walter. versus
3: Walter. Run tell that. Singles match.
2: The belt collector versus a person that should be buried with his belt. I
3: don't know, man. That's that's real tough to compete with. Yeah. That's a that's a great match. That's a that's a dream match. Never happened. Um, it has an incredible main event.
2: It has everything for anybody. If you love your men's men's, I wish you know, I wish men's were still men's match. You have Walter. If you like your video game, flippy do, uh, highly dramatic, emotional match. You have Kenny Omega. They're perfect opponents for each other. It's just yet to have been done on a large stage. Um, these are two of the, you know, Matt, if I had to have a match for, um, someone had to go, go get, you know, four and three quarter stars, save my life. These are two of the very first people that are on my list of, uh, big match wrestlers in the world to go, uh, put in a match to go do it. So, um, I'm glad we can get it to the people. Um, we had kicked around multiple cards and I just kept coming back to like Walter versus, um, Omega, something special. So, um, you know even in a fantasy form I, i'm just imagine how awesome it would be i actually just got done oh, watching God. Shingo versus uh, Okada um their title match from um from um monday morning and i'm just thinking like that's kind of wrestling we would get out of these two absolutely
3: yeah um and, and the the chops in this match would just be just next level we already know what Walter does with the chops and then Kenny has like very big hands for like, like he has like, um, explosive chops that I don't think r- people really think about. Well,
2: well, the real thing is we're all waiting for the spot where Walter goes for a big chop and Kenny and Kenny V triggers it. That's what that's really yep, what we're, we're, really what the, we're the going child. for. That's really what we're going for. And the, the the crazy selling from that that point forward. You look at what um, Walter did with Ciampa selling the arm and also working with um Dunn at times like he's excellent seller as well. Like those two can be on top, work from underneath. It doesn't matter. They'll, they're going to get the job done. It's going to be a masterclass and <laughs> excellent wrestling. And I think we have the best, uh, main event. And I think time will tell, but I think we also have, the, we'll have the best card. So, um, we're going to throw it back to Jeremy. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace.
4: Hey everybody. It is your boy Floyd Johnson along with Austin Sumowitz from All Things Elite, and we are here to present our show from our uh, draft. Uh, Austin, how's it going? How's it going man? I'm doing real good. I'm really excited to be talking about this. I I'm, I'm, I'm this is going to be dope. Well, this year I had to actually draft by myself cuz we couldn't coordinate the time for Austin to be on. Next year as a member of this group, he will be there with me cuz two heads is better than one, and I can get his thoughts on it to build. But I think we I think I uh, got his input on this card and I think we built a great card. The name of the card is All Things Elite presents the Cash Out, and it'll be live from the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman State's Illinois. So quickly, Austin's going to go through everybody that we drafted that's going to make the card, and then we'll just go quickly through the matches.
5: Yes, on our roster for All Things Elite presents Cash Out, we have Santanos, Escobar, Tracy Williams, Pac, Kushida, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Lance Archer, Hangman hey Adam Page, and Will Ospreay representing our men's roster. For our women's roster, we have Ty Conti, Tessa Blanchard, Raquel Gonzalez, Jade Cargill, Britt Baker, and Bailey. And in our tag team roster, we have Lethal and Grisham, Wild and Mendoza, Fire and Flavor, Moon and Blackheart, FTR, and MSK.
4: All right, so I'm going to go uh, through the card fairly quickly for you. In the first match, we took uh, we took a one of the men from uh, our 12 men, Tracy Williams, and we teamed him up with his stable mates, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. They're in a stable from ROH called The Foundation. They will be taking on uh, the team of another person from our men's roster, Santos Escobar, and the team of... Joaquin Wilde and uh, Mendoza, Raul Mendoza, which uh, they are uh, all together Legado del Fantasmo. So this will be ROH versus NXT. I specifically wanted uh, a six-man match to open up the show, an exciting six-man match. Uh, So we got the uh, foundation versus Legado del Fantasmo. Any thoughts?
5: Uh, Six-man right off the start was exactly one of the things I thought. He was either going to be Tag or Six-man. And these two teams, these factions, are crazy energetic, and I know they would put on a great opening match.
4: All right, with our next match, I decided to go a women's, a 6 women's match, uh, six-women match. I don't know how to say that. Uh, six-person match? I don't know. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> representing uh, Impact, even though she's not with it. I wanted a, kind of a team Impact feel. I went with Tessa Blanchard. Uh, and she will be teaming up with the team of Fire and Flavor that's Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele And they will be taking on AEW's own Ty Conti and the tag team of Ember Moon and Shati Blackheart. Because Ty Conti used to be in NXT, so it's one person that used to be with the group and then the tag team from the group. I just think with uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, they're both exciting. Uh, they can jump off of anything. Tessa Blanchard's athletic. It'll just be uh, you know a pandemonium in the six uh, woman match. I just I like I said I it was like I didn't like the matchup at first, but the more I've chewed on it and lived with it, I've really I think it would be an exciting match. What do you think, sir?
5: Yeah, I I still think, like I said, Tay Conti really did do well, not a ton in NXT. She still really solidified herself. I think specifically when she was at WrestleMania 34 with all the NXT women. Um, And yeah, these teams are, I love the continuation of of the six person tags. I think these women would rip it up for sure.
4: Yes, and for the third match, we, uh, yeah, I actually put the match on here twice for some reason. We have uh, well, a third match. We have a singles men match between the bastard Pack and Kushida. So we're taking two of the best cruiserweight size wrestlers in the world and we're putting them together and Pac and Kushida would put on an amazing match. I, I just think this is our first big singles match of the show.
5: Yeah, and I love both these two. Kushida is the reason why I still watch NXT now. Him as the Cruiserweight Champion is my favorite. Pac is a beast. I love him so much. I'm excited for what he does in Double or Nothing. So these two would rip it up with vicious strikes and high-flying moves. So this would be a ton of fun to watch.
4: All right, and then our fourth match, we have uh, – it's a Haas match, you know, but it's two six foot tall women. One is the current NXT champion, Raquel Gonzalez, versus the Phenom, the women's phenom from AEW. Her name is Miss That oh, what is it? She's a bad bitch or that, that bitch. bitch. It is Jade Cargill. Oh my God. When I when I finally got this together, because I didn't draft them to fight each other, I was just like, but when I saw it, I was like Oh, my God, the build for that Haas match. What do
5: you think there? Yeah, you draft those two, and you don't even – like, you look at your women's roster, and then you see that you have these two uh, on your roster. And you're like, they can't fight anybody else. So, really, these two beasts of women who would just, like, beat the shit out of each other, truly – it would be so much fun to watch obviously jade Cargill is starting to solidify herself as of course that bitch in aew and gonzalez has been the like a beast as the nxt women's champion so these two would do banging when it comes to facing off against each other that's this would be i was so happy when i saw this match as a possibility on our on our roster
4: yeah very excited about that matchup i like Uh, But the next match, I think, would be the match to steal the show. Uh, We got the drunk Hangman Adam Page. The kind of, you know, like, what is building to be the face of AEW versus... The man Seth Rollins you want to talk about an athletic match these are two do it all guys they can uh, they can high fly they can fight they can do it all and I think Heyman and Seth are would tear the house down this would probably be my
5: sleeper match of my uh, card what do you think sir? yeah right here is like two war co- horses of two separate companies no pun intended of course with Hangman of course being a goddamn horse uh, Hangman Page of course is carried AEW as like one of their best singles guys he was number one on the rankings for them for the longest time Seth Rollins has done nothing but great stuff uh, with uh, WWE and he was one of their guys that just like took off for them these two will always work to put on great matches and yeah this, this could be a sleeper match of the night for a lot of people
4: all right, and the next uh, that uh, that match technically would have like been our middle card main event, but coming back from that short intermission, we have the best tag team in the world, in my humble opinion, FTR against MSK, the must see kids. I literally, when I think of FTR, they were my number one tag team taken. That shocks no one that listens to me, but I thought of, like, what's a tag team that they haven't wrestled that, you know, style complements FTR? They don't, you know, other teams that work kind of a technical, physical style, they can put on really good matches because they're the best tag team in the world, but they really, really, uh, they really, really thrive when they are fighting quick tag teams, that came up with MSK. I just think this is a perfect tag team match. I think if you're gonna have a five star tag team match, this is the five star tag team match. What do you think, sir?
5: There was no question that your first tag team taken would be FTR. I knew that for a fact. Uh, I loved that you picked up MSK as well. Like and and like Wesley and Nash Carter on NXT have been so great, and of course there's stuff that they've done on impact and PWG and all that. Uh, They are so much fun to watch. And the pairing of these teams, of course, FTR not being the type of team that does flips and shit. They would be just a natural pairing of these two Um, FTR being one of the best heels tag teams that you got. Yeah. This would be just an unbelievably great tag team classic match that you would be putting together.
4: Then we have the battle of the role models. That, literally, I picked it with this match in mind because I just thought it would be cool. We have the role WWE's resident role model Bailey. It's Bailey versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, the role model of AEW. I just think up and comer Britt Baker, established star uh Bailey, both claiming the name role a role model. I don't think there. I don't think I have to explain why this match is interesting anymore.
5: No, and right there you got a horsewoman in uh, Bailey against Britt Baker, who has just grown so much over time with AEW. Of course, these two just, like you said, both got the role model gimmick. And I think, yeah, I mean, this would basically be set up as a heel versus heel, but I don't think it even necessarily matters just because I think these two would just do so well together. So I'm, I love this matchup. I think this one would be really fun. And yeah, I love, I love who we got on our women's roster. So these, I'm really excited. I think this one would be a lot of people's favorite too,
4: dude. And uh, the biggest thing would be the promos both on Twitter and the actual oh promos leading up oh to the show, God. they would absolutely murder each other, and I would love it. You would sign me up for that, and I would be all about it. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was that. And as we get towards the end, I actually clicked on the wrong screen, so I was looking at the wrong thing. Next, we have a personal rivalry, student versus the teacher. Uh, my fir- uh, my second draft pick, and it was not my first, Mr. The American Nightmare Cody Rhodes versus the Viper, Randy Orton, the former members of Legacy. Cody was in Legacy. He never, after he left, they never knew what to do with him. He never really built on that. But once he got away from the WWE, uh, he uh, thrived on his own and building his own character and his own legacy. And then you have Randy Orton, the person that kind of gave him in the door. Cody has said many times that Randy Orton, you know, Randy Orton, he just owes his uh, career to Randy Orton. He learned so much from him. So let's see how much he learned. Man, those entrances, uh, the promos leading up to it, standing, you know, in front of the the camera, uh, you know, the road to Randy versus Cody. Man, that would be a match. What do you think, sir?
5: Before I even saw your matches made and I just saw the roster, this was the match that I was like, this has to be one of our top matches. And I was so happy to see that you put it on there. Legacy versus John Cena and Triple H was the first main event I saw and my first ever wrestling event I ever attended. A house show in Flint, Michigan in 2009. Uh, it was, I so I got to see Cody in my first main event live match that I ever, live event show that I ever attended. And of course, like I said, when Cody, when like you said, Cody left Legacy, and there was really no plans for him going forward until he became Dashing, and then of course he was disfigured. Then he became Stardust, and we never really got a feud between Cody or any of the Legacy members against Randy Orton. And of course, just with all the developments that Cody's done, being in AEW, being an EVP, being their one of their top guys. And Randy Orton still being the Viper, the legend killer, and just the the monster beast that he is. This this is my favorite match that was booked on the card, honestly. But we of course got our main event too.
4: Alright, so we got two minutes, so we're gonna knock this out. Our main event was my number one draft pick, uh the assassin, the ass- aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, against my favorite WWE performer right now, Drew McIntyre. I mean, size versus speed. Both are amazing wrestlers. I'm like, I put the minimum on this match at four stars because Will's Osprey's in it. But I'm thinking it goes like to six because this match would be amazing. And I just, I, I don't even know what
5: else to say. Guaranteed great match. It's top guy versus top guy. You can't go wrong with this. Will Ospreay's a beast. Drew McIntyre, as he's come back from his run in NXT and then moving up to WWE, he's been nothing but great, and him as WWE champion was awesome. I think these two would tear the house down.
4: And, and, and it's a power versus speed. I know Will Ospreay has kind of drifted into this power, but still the power and speed dynamic. Drew McIntyre is such a heavy person. Uh, Will Ospreay can fly around and just flip out of everything i think it would be an amazing match now that is our card for all things elite or uh, presents cash out i want to thank austin for jumping on with me real quick but like i said we only had about 15 minutes so that's it uh whether it's homework or school always do your best to be
6: elite hello everyone and welcome to the recap of the eight bit Slimapalooza brought to you by game genie start on any level stay bigger jump higher live forever game genie my name is josh number two and i'm here to give you the 8-bit suplex Palooza event recap ladies and germs what a night was had by all we will break it down for you match by match as we rel- relive an incredible night of professional wrestling mario rinaldo and don callis gave us the call on a night we'll never forget i asked mario for his thoughts right after the show and he said it was quote insane in the membrane so without further ado let's get right after it Match number one was, of course, our Olds on Top of the Card match brought to you by ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and our brand new Olds on Top t-shirt. Between the rated R superstar and the hardest worker in the room, Christian Cage, this match had it all as we saw these former tag team partners now rival square off in a match that totally reeks of awesomeness. The crowd was stunned when Christian Cage leapt over a spare attempt by Edge and countered with the kill switch to pick up the win. One, two, three, right in the middle of the ring. And folks, I don't think this will be the last match between these two titans of the industry. Next, we had our first tag team affair of the evening, which saw the veteran team of Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Guns, take on the upstart team of the young jungle boy, Jack Perry, and incredibly nimble, despite being millions of years old, Luchasaurus. This match really got the crowd here in New Donk City on their feet as the two teams put on an absolute clinic in tag team wrestling. Just when all seemed lost for Jurassic Express, they received a timely distraction by Marco Stunt, leading to a roll-up victory by Jungle Boy who pinned Chris Sabin for the victory. Our third match left the crowd looking for more in our Lucha Rules Spectacular between Rio Lee, Chris Bay, and El Hijo de Fakingo. This match left many wondering if they had stolen the show. More acrobatics on display than a three-ring circus as all of these men left everything on the mat. Unfortunately, there could only be one winner. Chris Bay rises to the top of our Lucha division with a huge victory on the grandest stage of them all, the 8 bit Slamapalooza. Getting back to the tag division with a no-DQ match between two teams that would argue to be considered the best in the world, the Lucha Bros and Rapongi 3K. These teams beat the absolute piss out of each other in a match for the ages. A match that would make a grown man cry for his mama as Pentagon Jr. destroyed Yo with a package pile driver through a table to get the win. Surely this sets them up with a match with the winners of our main event. The first women's match of the evening saw four of the best women in wrestling go to blows in a tag match between the teams of Hikuroshida and Jordan Grace, and the team of Charlotte Flair and B Priestley. The action was back and forth as both teams refused to concede defeat until Charlotte Flair put Hikaru Shida in the figure eight and picks up the win. However, the win was not without its toll on the working relationship between Flair and Priestley. As we can now announce that our next show in Los Santos, Flair and Priestley will settle the score in a false Count Anywhere match. I want to take this time again to thank our sponsor, Game Genie, as well as our other sponsors, the Sega Genesis. Genesis does what Nintendon't. And other promotional considerations were also provided by Lon Lon Ranch, the best milk in Hyrule that won't leave your hearts broken. The sixth match of the night saw two big sweaty men slapping meat in a contest between Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. These men could both use a power-up after this match as after 15 minutes of blow after blow, they eliminate each other with a James Boyd lariat to each other in the center of the ring and were unable to beat the ten count. Tune in next week live from Midgar for what promises to be one hell of a rematch. The battle for Liberty City was next, pitting together longtime rivals in a triple threat match between Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, and Eddie Edwards. These three men stepped inside the squared circle but spent nearly as much time outside of the ring as they did inside of the ring it had an absolute bloodbath that ends with Eddie Edwards catching Adam Cole with the Boston Knee Party, but being unable to get the pin as he's hit by Kevin Owens, giving him a stunner, who then takes the pin of Cole for himself. The internet wrestling community is already clamoring for this match to receive five Warp Stars and can't wait for the DVD on their shelves. Our first of three title matches on the card was a match made in wrestling heaven as Bianca Belair took on Momo Watanabe in a match that had Don Callis taking off his rose-tinted glasses and proclaiming it the best match he had seen since the last time he saw Kenny Omega wrestle. Both women vying for the coveted title of player one in the women's division would see the EST Bianca Belair victorious as she lands her patented kiss of death, or the KOD for those that use acronyms, and stand atop the wrestling world for all to see, with no cheat codes needed. The men's title was next in a match that would have assumed Hitmonlee was in with all the powerful kicks flying left and right. As Kota Ibushi, the golden star, took on the arbiter of darkness himself, Alistair Black. The men's title of the match was more exciting than an hour of Thea Trinidad's Twitch channel, but also far more painful. As Kota Ibushi hits the Kamagoye and wins the coveted Mushroom Belt. Now... We set the stage here for a recap of our main event. I must remind you that main event matches have long been remembered, passed down through the ages. Josh number one of Keeping It Strong style remembers the day he saw Jerry Lawler and Bob Backlund main event the Memphis Coliseum for the first time. Just like Floyd from All Things Elite saw Cody do a blade job for the first time. So also I will remember this match between the Young Bucks and the Grizzled Young Veterans for the Double Dash Tag Team title in the first of its kind Fountain of Youth match. Dave Meltzer couldn't bring himself to give it a Warp Star rating as he couldn't count that high. The Young Bucks win with a Super Meltzer driver in a match that saw all four men bloodied, beaten, left for dead. And before the broadcast could end, we saw the silhouettes of Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix walk out, which had Moro proclaim, Mama Mario! We hope you enjoyed this recap and the show itself power on next time friends with another edition of 8-bit wrestling
1: all right ladies and gentlemen jeremy donovan here with the young boy josh smith to announce our fantasy card for the 2021 social suplex fantasy draft competition and young boy i think we have a fire card here for the audience
7: i would uh take it a step further i think uh you know, we had to do it to him. That's the way I'd put it. Okay, We had to do it to him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is a card that, like, I would pay big money to, you know, to, to view if it could ever happen. So, I, I feel like we've done a good job booking, drafting, and, um, yeah, everything. So, I'm excited.
1: Yep, so, uh, this year we actually have a name for our promotion. So, we are Strong Style Championship Wrestling here for our, our biggest show of the year We have 10 matches for you guys On, on this, this mega supercar that we're producing um, And it's all going to start with a fatal four-way match A fatal four-way ladder match To determine the number one contenders For the Strong Style Championship Wrestling Tag Team titles We have the teams of The Empire Jeff Okab and Gray Okan Chaos Team of Ishii and Goto uh, the best friends of Trent Beretta and Chucky T, and then Charistico and Mystico.
7: Yeah, and this is a, a great mix of guys. You've got Christico and Mystico, who are the current, you know, CMLL World um, Tag Team Champions, um, you know, in kayfabe, outside of this uh, promotion. And, and, you know, extremely high-flying talents, very fast. You know, they bring that lucha element. And then you've got the best friends who are, you know, no slouches when it comes to high-flying themselves, but as evidenced, they can get down and dirty. We've seen them in all sorts of, you know, street fights and different matches of that nature just recently in AEW. And then you've got two bruiser teams. You've got a uh, chaos team of uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Goto, which is a team that um, doesn't really get to tag teams solely together as a straight team two-man group that's kind of why we drafted them we that's something we've wanted for a while and I feel like those guys would bring the hard-hitting you know element you know the the violence and the strong style but also be great bases for guys like Chucky T and Trent and Christico and Mystico and then I think the Empire team of Cobb and O'Connor kind of the same story but you know in reverse because they bring the heel element so you kind of got a, a good mixture here of like Lucha Indie style and um, You know New Japan um, Perazoo, so uh, this this match to me would be Outstanding, you know, and I love four-way ladder matches So I feel like this is a super hot way to, to start the night as well
1: Yeah, you know with the Empire team, you know Cobb likes to do some you know high-flying sometimes as well or some moonsault and stuff So I could see him doing some kind of crazy spot Maybe off the ladder at some point in this match Um,
7: Yeah, and you know how Ishii gets down Like, you know, he's not really a high flyer But, like, there's no way You you can't convince me that that man Doesn't come off of a ladder onto a group of guys Or go through a table Like, we've seen it before in Corkin And and this would be fucking incredible
1: Yeah, so yeah, this hot opening match here Spot-heavy, four-way ladder match And the team of Ishii and Goto Are gonna win this thing And become the number one contenders
7: yeah, and that's very exciting because later on in the night, we're going to be seeing the World Tag Team titles defended by Strong BJ, the team of Daisuke Sakamoto, and Okabayashi against the Violent giant, Giants team of Suwama and Shuji, Shuji Ishikawa. So, I mean, Ishii and Goto, that's like a dream match for either one of those teams. So that's that's a really, really exciting prospect.
1: Yeah, so then we move on to the second match of the card. Um, this is for our secondary championship, the the pure open weight championship, which is competed under pure wrestling rules. Uh, each wrestler has three bro- three rope breaks to stop submission holes and pinfalls during the match. After a wrestler exhausts rope breaks, submission and pin attempts are under the ropes by the opponent are considered legal. There are no closed fist punches to the face in the pure rules matches. Only open hand slaps with chops to the face are allowed punches to other parts of the body, uh, except low blows, are permitted. The first use of a closed fist gets a warning. Second would cause for the wrestler to be penalized a rope break. And if he's already out of rope breaks, he would be disqualified. Uh, and wrestler is subject to a 20 count by the referee if the wrestlers go to the floor.
7: Yeah, this has been a pretty contentious situation because Jay White is the current reigning pure rules champion. And he has done everything in his power as champion to really skirt around the rules quite a bit, you know, being a uh, rule breaker. And so, you know, he's played fast and loose with those rules. And even at times when the referee was unaware, even broken those rules. And the one thing that he's been doing that has drawn the ire of fans is – bringing his manager Gato down to to be his second which has opened up a lot of issues and you know one of the rules is if there's any sort of outside interference in any of these matches then that individual is like fined or fired and so they've been playing they've been walking on a, on a pretty dangerous line since you know these past few months as he's been champion but on this evening he's going up against Cesaro one of the best, pure wrestling style wrestlers that that exists out there and jay white has agreed to leave gato in the back mm. so it's gonna be one-on-one and we're gonna see cesaro you know really put jay white to the test to see if he really is you know what he what he claims he is
1: right and even with uh gato not at ringside i still see in this match jay white yeah, using, you know, positioning to his advantage to get a close fist punch when he should, uh, you know, get a rope breaks taken from him and kind of maneuver around the referee to still kind of cheat and use, um, you know, the rules to his advantage to try and, you know, out cheat Cesaro. But, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, who is the better pure wrestler? And I think Cesaro is going to get the win here.
7: Yeah, and this is a pretty big deal because in other companies, you know, we've seen the way that Cesaro's been handled as as a, you know a star or you know basically not seen as a star. So this is going to be sort of a coming out party for him um, on a big stage against one of the recognized best wrestlers in the world and biggest stars out there. So yeah, we're going to see Cesaro kind of step up and uh, win the title here and kind of put Jay White in his place.
1: Now, that will take us to the third match of the evening, which will be for the Strong Style Championship Wrestling Women's title. And our champion at the time is Riho, and she's going to be defending the title in a four-way dance against uh, Arisa Nakajima, Jamie Hayter, and Starlight Kid.
7: Yeah, and if you guys are unfamiliar with these rules, this is not single fall win. This is elimination style, so... You have to be the last woman standing at the end of this match.
1: And how it's going to go down, we're going to see uh, Riho actually be eliminated first. So you're guaranteed a new champion here, Riho, eliminated by Nakajima. Uh, and as the match goes on, uh, Nakajima eliminates Hater, and it comes down to Nakajima and Starlight Kid
7: much to the surprise of everybody, Nakajima, she's just steamrolling the competition, going through everybody, and it looks like Starlight Kid is just putting up a valiant effort, but unable to kind of overcome you know, the the strikes and the technical acumen of, of Nakajima, when um, at the last second, Starlight Kid hits her with whatever Starlight Kid's <laughs> high-speed finish is, some sort of crazy roll-up, right? And then... You know, she she, you know, rejoices with the crowd because she pulls the the big upset in this match.
1: Yes, yeah, Starlight Kid, the new SSCW women's champion.
7: How old is Starlight Kid? She's like sixteen, seventeen?
1: Uh something like that, yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. So this huge, 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 huge surprise.
1: Then the fourth match of the night, we have our tag team championships on the line in a two out of three falls dream rubber match between Strong BJ and the Violent Giants.
7: Yeah, and if uh, if you're unfamiliar, which you should be, if you know, but if you're not, Strong BJ and, Vi- and the Violent Giants are two of the most accomplished tag teams um, out there on the uh, Peraza scene. Uh, Violent Giants spend most of their time in All Japan. Strong BJ is more of an independent and Big Japan product. These two teams had a legendary series of matches in 2019, trading the All Japan World Tag Team titles. Um, The first match was won by Strong BJ, winning the titles from the Violent Giants in Big Japan. And then several months later, they dropped the belts back to the Violet Giants in All Japan. Both matches happening in Cork and Hall. If you haven't seen these matches from 2019, you, you need to see them. Um, they have 8.71 and a 9 point, uh, 9.30 rating collectively on Cage Match. So two of the best, literally they're like tag tag matches of the decade candidates. So we've gone ahead and decided to, uh, put these two teams together against one another, but this time we need to kind of figure out who really is the best. We're going to do a two out of three falls. These teams are going to trade wins throughout the match. And then in the final stanza, strong BJ is going to overcome the violent giants to retain their world tag team titles. Um, and yeah, this one's going to be violent. It's going to be hard hitting, very bloody. It's going to go probably like close to 30 minutes. And at the end of it, we get the emergence of Ishii and Goto of Chaos, you know, going nose to nose and um, brawling with Sakamoto and Okabayashi, much to the live of the crowd.
1: Yeah, so we'll have an awesome strong style matchup here Between these two uh, Haas teams And then another Haas team comes out and
7: Big meaty men slapping meat <laughs> That's what this match is, just big boys
1: We got future programs lined up for our next big show And so that takes us to uh, match number five You know, last year th- there was a lot of criticism Because we, we did a, a War Games match and uh, Match number five Well, this year we are doing an exploding Barbed wire death match um, in, in the middle of the card. Minoru Suzuki versus Nick Gage. Uh, this is going to be very violent, bloody matchup here. These guys can get torn up by the barbed wire. Gage is going to be, um, you know, just dripping in, in, in the crimson mask, and you know, here at Strong Style Championship Wrestling, we're going to have the right explosions.
7: <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be crazy. You know, Nick Gage is a father and master of the deathmatch, but he has never been involved in an exploding barbed wire landmine deathmatch, and neither has Minoru Suzuki. And for those of you who are listening to this saying, that's not realistic, having something like that in the middle of the show, well, New Japan's done it many times. So I, I tell you that this kind of match does not necessarily need to be at the top of the card. It can be literally in the middle of the card as a special attraction match, which is exactly what this is going to be. And Suzuki gauge is just crazy Two psychopaths. You're probably listening to this and thinking, I never knew I wanted that match, but please give it to me. And that's exactly (laughs) what we're going to do.
1: Yep. And uh, Suzuki is going to get the, the big win here. Gotch pile driver on a bloody gauge. The ring's going to explode after this uh, epic war and, It's going to be quite the sight here.
7: Yeah, with these two personalities, don't expect them to be bowing and hugging and you know um, respecting one another at the end. I feel like this is uh, the bad blood's going to spill over after this one's over.
1: Yep, and then we will have a a intermission time for our ring crew to uh, clean up the mess from the exploding barbar death match. But they're they're not going to put the ropes back up when they're they're setting the ring back up for the rest of the show. They're going to leave the ropes off because. When we come back from intermission, we're going to have match number six: Zack Saber Jr. taking on Kyle O'Reilly in a Blood Sport rules match. So no ropes, KO or submission only to get the victory here.
7: Yeah, and this one's very interesting because you have two guys who are well adept and uh, you know equipped to have this style match. We've actually never seen Saber Jr. or O'Reilly compete in Blood Sport proper. Um I believe Kyle may have had some shoot matches in the past, but I know I don't think Zach has to the best of my knowledge. And this is this is actually a feud that has gone on in the past all over the independent scenes, especially um, some of their very lauded and um, beloved matches from PWG over the PWG world title. Uh, so we're kind of taking transplanting that feud, bringing it back but doing it in a new setting. And you know it's a story of O'Reilly who, is probably the superior striker, but is no slouch on the ground against <clears throat> Saber, who's also a good striker, but less durable in that regard. And you know the vastly superior ground mat based uh, wrestler. So you know it's kind of a styles clash there. And you know I, I think the crowd is going to be extremely hyped to see who comes out the winner at this one.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is going to get the win here. You know we've seen several times when Zach tries to outstrike a striker. It doesn't always work out for him, and, th- and that's going to give Kyle O'Reilly the edge here. Kyle is actually going to knock out uh, Zack Sabre Jr. for a big wild flying knee strike at the end of the match. Ref stops the match, Sabre's knocked out, Kyle O'Reilly gets the big win here.
7: Yeah, that's some awesome stuff. So the next match of the night, we will be seeing a rematch between Julia and Tam Nakano. But this time, it's not going to be hair versus hair. This time, it's going to be hair versus career.
1: Yeah, so the last time we met, like you mentioned, it was hair versus hair. Uh, Tam DeConnell got the big upset win. Everybody thought Tam was losing. Tam got the win, shaved Julia's head. Well, Julia, uh, that's not set well with her over these months, and she's getting the rematch here. She really wants Tam's hair. She wants it so bad that she's going to put her career on the line as extra motivation extra motivation to defeat Tam Nakano.
7: Yeah, just imagine those promos, you know, we know uh, Julia hasn't regrown her hair out just yet. So, you know, she's trying to say she wants to cut Tam's hair and Tam's like, "But you ha- what 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 are you bringing to the table? Like you don't have a title, you don't have any hair." And she's like, "I'll put my career on the line." And, you know, right then and there, I know some skeptical fans are probably thinking to themselves, "Well, this is a dead giveaway who's going to win, but we just saw Tam beat her earlier, you know, this past year. So the 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 possibility that Julia could literally be done in the sport is, you know, it's there. It's right. right.
1: And it, we've, we've seen a lot of Joshis, you know, hang their careers up early. We've, we've seen Kagetsu and Hazuki um, retire very early. And all throughout Joshi, you see Joshi's, uh, Kairi saying you see a lot of Joshis retire early. So it's, it's a very realistic possibility that Julia could uh, lose here.
7: Especially on a big show, you know, like the much, you know, respected and revered super show of strong style championship wrestling. So.
1: <laughs> right. But uh, but actually, Julia is going to get the win here. She is going to keep her career and she is going to get to cut Tam Nakano's hair and probably be thrusted in um, the number one contender spot here for a championship match against Starlight Kid in the future.
7: Great. So then, that brings us to the eighth match of the night, and this match is going to be taglined in Gobernable, El Idolo meets the Time Bomb, as we will be seeing Andrade versus Hiromu Takahashi.
1: Yeah, we all know, you know, the ties here with Los Ingobernables and Los Ingobernables de Japón. Uh, two of the breakouts from those factions facing off here on this big stage. This is going to be. No, rich ladder pro wrestling, high flying flips, dives. Uh, see the crowd going wild for this match. Both these men putting their bodies on the line to try and get the win here. Uh, but the end of the day, the ticking time bomb is going to defeat El Low and get the win here.
7: Yeah, so that uh, that's something that, like, hearing it on paper, I'm like, God, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, The next match of the night is a special dream match as we will be seeing ace versus ace. The ace of All Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenta Miyahara versus the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi.
5: Yeah,
1: man, this is a pure dream match here, a match that in real life will probably never happen. uh, But it's going to happen here at Strong Style Championship Wrestling. And, you know, Kento Miyahara has amazing matches, and he's going to be tested up against Tanahashi now, one of the greatest of all time. And this one I could see being just a, a long, you know, classic-style wrestling, kind of starting off a lot of chain wrestling and then breaking down to strike exchanges and then, you know, big signature move exchanges.
7: Yeah, you're talking about, you know, two of the best storytellers and performers in the world doing, you know, the, the big house styles of All Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling, the main event scene. And yeah, I mean, Tanahashi isn't what he was, but he's shown over the past few years he can still go at an extremely high level. And against an a opponent like Miyahara, motivated, and Miyahara just being able to add that much more to the match with his athleticism and, and capabilities, this match would probably just be blow-away. In fact, I, they were in a tag match opposite of one another last year, and their interactions were awesome and you know the the comparisons between these two based on the way they dress and their styles and everything it's almost like a mirror match so yeah i think this match would just be blow away especially since we're um you know appealing to a japanese audience based on the fact that we have japanese language commentators uh this is this is your match where at the end of it everyone's hugging everyone's crying streamers flowers everything like that and uh this is going to be a special night as we see Kento Miyahara beat Hiroshi Tanahashi.
1: Yes, uh, the, the young ace beats the old ace. Um, and, you know, yeah, There's going to be a lot of tears, very emotional, but people are going to have to get it back together for our main event of the evening match number 10 for the Strong Style Championship Wrestling World Title Dragon versus Dragon, the American Dragon. Brian Danielson taking on the Dragon Shingo Takagi. Daniel or Brian Danielson coming in as the strong style championship wrestling world champion defending against the number 1 contender Shingo Takagi.
0: Yeah,
7: Brian's been on a tear for the past year just taking on all comers, putting on legendary match after le- legendary match. No one's been able to kind of figure him out and an old foe from You know, decades ago, Shingo Takagi rises to the challenge and we get literally two of the best wrestlers in the entire world. Uh, Probably two of the best wrestlers of all time. They're probably on many people's shortlist going head to head for the world title. Um, They wrestled one time previously in Dragon Gate USA back in 2010. That match has like a nine point, I don't know, one, two or something like that on cage match if you've never seen it. Highly recommend it. Most people don't even know it happened. But um, this is going to outdo any previous encounters between these two as this this match is going to be one of those legendary, you know, Tokyo Dome level-esque type of main events.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be epic, epic brawl here. Obviously, Brian, the more technical of the two, is going to be doing a lot of submissions, a lot of grappling, and Shingo's is gonna be, you know, powerhouse and a lot of you know lariat strikes, big moves, death valley drivers. This one's gonna go back and forth, back and forth. It's gonna be an epic main event here. And Shingo is going to get the win here. Last of the dragon on Brian Danielson to become the new strong style championship wrestling world champion.
7: Yeah, and that will be a special moment as we go off the air. So I mean, you look at this card top to bottom, I mean we've got a little bit of something for everybody. You know, there's a technical blood sport style match. There's the very personal feud between Tam and Julia hair versus career, the high stakes there, you know, Andrade Hiromu's the high flying nature and the danger of that match. Miyahara Tanahashi, you know, the, the pro aspects of that match, ACE versus ACE. Shingo Brian is probably the pinnacle of wrestling. That's something that, you know, maybe could happen again, and then, you know, you've got strong BJ and uh, violent giants, just like, you know, this is your your never style tag team match that just blows everyone away. Uh, you know, a great story with Starlight Kid, Riho, Nakajima, and Hater just going balls to the wall in an elimination style match, pure rules match with Cesaro and Jay White. And then. You know, you got your garbage trash wrestling with uh, (laughs) Best Friends, Karistico, Mystico, Empire, and Chaos just trying to steal the show, plus uh, an exploding barbed wire death match, so the spectacle of Suzuki Gage. Like, if this show ever happened, you know, we'd be saying WrestleMania 17 Who, you know? Like, this this show is fucking blow-away. I can't even really fathom what the other guys have put together, but I I highly doubt it's going to outdo this.
1: Right, yeah, this is a big sellout here, Yokohama Stadium, For the Strong Style Championship Wrestling Super Show. Yeah.
7: Oh, wow. We're outdoors. Yes. We
1: packed the stadium, (laughs) sold out in minutes for for this epic super show.
7: Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, I I really, really uh, enjoyed this project. I think we did a great job, you know, um, drafting these guys and then putting them together right. um, And then booking it out. And I think when you guys kind of compare this show look at it top to bottom and look at the other shows you'll know uh you'll know who did you (laughs) right that's right so you know (laughs) vote for us (laughs) all right i guess that'll do it hey
8: there folks and welcome to the grave consequences portion of the social suplex fantasy draft of 2021 so greg when we got in this um and we're gonna keep this short of course you know because there's a lot of other shows here on this podcast um this is a, this was a snake draft. So we got the uh, the five hole in the first round. So we were drafting back to back. So and that affected our strategy and then like in a lot of ways we were drafting matchups if if I'm not mistaken.
0: It's, that's exactly what I was doing. Every every two people I picked, that's why I was so quick on the gun is cuz like okay, I want this match. And honestly, the draft was so stacked. There's so okay. many good wrestlers out there that I was kind of excited, if I did badly, at least I could try creatively with you to come up with a good card, because there's so many good wrestlers, like, even if you, you don't see anything right away, you should be able to, you know, we got Okada and Roman Reigns, we're going to have a card, <laughs> we're going to be fine.
8: Yeah, exactly. And guys, here are, this is not in order, but these are the wrestlers we drafted by division, and now, you know. you know by now, and it's probably already been said, but, Okay, 12 guys, 12 women or 6 women rather and 6 tag teams. And so as far as the men go, we drafted Roman Reigns and Kazuchika Okada. We drafted Brian Cage and Finn Balor. Eddie Kingston and Bobby Lashley. Orange Cassidy and Sami Zayn. Keith Lee and John Silver. Shinsuke Nakamura and Mustafa Ali. That's that's 12 really solid talents there at least in my humble opinion. Uh and what's funny uh greg is that like i had to miss part of the draft and you let me kind of you know run the show a little bit when i was on so like we didn't necessarily converge on a lot of these picks but we didn't necessarily have to like you know of doing this podcast for nearly a year now we've developed something of it like we have a feel for each other's brain you know what i'm saying
0: and i would say a bit of a trust too
8: Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and that's like Brian Cage and Sami Zayn. You picked them back to back. You didn't talk to me about that. And you may not know it, but like around 2016, those were two of my favorite wrestlers in the business at the time. So for you to make that pick independent of me tells me like, again, we've built that up. We've built that relationship up for sure. And that trust for sure.
0: Well, now, we've talked uh- offline about like different com- like We've talked about other things wrestling wise. And we're like, OK, we, we agree on that. Yes. Uh, With just like how matches should be, how what's fun about matches, what's good about a matchup.
8: Yeah. And you know, you you know that if you've listened to Grave Consequences, all, all of you that have, and it's it's much appreciated. And we're we're coming back in July.
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
8: yeah, absolutely. So next up, our tag team division. We drafted the new day, the combination of Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. We drafted Proud and Powerful, the former LAX of Impact, uh, Ortiz and Santana. We drafted Ivar and Eric, uh, Roe and Hanson, War Machine, War Raiders, Viking Raiders, as they are currently known. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. We've also drafted Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson, the former Impact Tag Team Champions. And a, rising, a set of rising stars, in my opinion. I'm really a big fan of Platinum Max myself but the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. And um, I'm just, I'm very excited uh, for what we're going to do with our tag team division on this show. Greg.
0: It wouldn't be a show of us without dead air.
8: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Greg, just ignore me. Just let me, let me drown out there. Um,
0: I'll give you an anvil.
8: Yes. Yes, we couldn't draft Jim Neidhart, unfortunately, he's dead. <laughs> but uh, so so we took six more six women as well, like everyone else did. Uh, we led off with Io Shirai and Sasha Banks. Then we picked Utami Hayashishta. Uh I mispronounced that actually on the the actual podcast portion. Uh, and and Oscar, and then we closed out with Konami and Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna be honest. Two of these four, I have never seen wrestle. I'm purely taking Greg at his, uh, at his word. Because, again, I do trust him, and he watches more women's wrestling than I do. I have never even tried to watch a stardom match before, so I had to take him at his word here.
0: The trust comes into play.
8: hmm Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with that, we've got our 24-act uh, roster, and we have a card... A 10 match card as is the rules and we're gonna run through this real quick so so the first match of the show we wanted to go with something that was gonna be hot gonna be fast the action was gonna be steady you know gonna get the crowd into the show and we're le- leading off with a four-way of Keith Lee versus John Silver versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Mustafa Ali
0: Yep, we're gonna start off with a pretty intense multi-man match there
8: hmm absolutely now, let's say, because uh, I don't know the rule if they told us to pick the winner or not, but if you had to pick the winner on this, who would you have going over?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, pro- I, I think, and and this is kind of a hard, and this is where I relied on you, because I don't really, I don't criticize WWE too much, because I really don't watch it. I don't know what's going Fair. on. I don't, I don't know what's good over there. I, I oh. <laughs> You're pretty big up on uh, Keith Lee, so I guess maybe him, because Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't, I mean, they're not, as far as I know, they're not really doing anything special with him. And if they haven't already, they're not. Well, and he's hurt probably, so that's fine. But Keith Lee's a new guy.
8: Well, Uh, there is one of two ways we could go with this. I would would say either Keith Lee or Mustafa Ali. Now that we are fantasy booking, if we were going to have Mustafa Ali going over, he's got to work face. Because he is, when he's working face, he's one of the best faces out there in the ring. Yeah,
0: if he won, he'd have to be... The, if he wins, the person taking the fall is John Silver.
8: Absolutely, absolutely. That 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 means to say that if he is not winning, he's probably taking the fall. But you know, either way, um, I, consensus is going to be Keith Lee on this one. Next up, we had Shayna Baszler versus Konami. Now I don't know what Konami's about, so tell me what would this match look like um, in theory.
0: She's basically Shayna Baszler. Instead. Okay. Uh, she's oh, yeah. you know, she's like a striker. She's like a Zack Saber Jr. Minoru Suzuki, uh, even maybe a Daniel Bryan type. Just you know, striking and mar- and martial arts and submissions.
8: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with that, who would you? Because again, I will defer to you. Between the two, who would you have going over?
0: I mean, I would like Konami to win, but yeah. she's a heel, and. Okay. I don't think she would lose too much losing the Shayna. It depends on the audience, too. Like, okay. <laughs> you take an American star, you go over to New Japan, and the New Japan guy's probably going to win. You take a New yeah. Japan guy, bring him to, like, Impact, maybe the Impact guy's going to win. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would give it, I don't think Sheena would lose too much from losing to Konami. And I, you could go either way, but I, I would personally like Konami to win. I don't really see Shana winning.
8: Yeah. Now, next up, the, in the three-hole, we've got a match that, on paper, may look like a mismatch, but we've got Lashley versus Eddie Kingston, and this would be a no-DQ match, so we'd get to see both guys using plunder, and that, to me, just sounds like a load of fun, dude.
0: And I think I would like to emphasize that this wouldn't be like a hardcore match where they come out with trash cans full of junk, where, but more so, like, if they spill out into the audience, feel free to use a chair.
8: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: No but, sack know. of thumbtacks, none of that, just... You know, you can use a ring bell (laughs) and look, no disrespect
8: to Eddie Kingston, but like the way that Lashley has been booked by the WWE for the past two months, um, he is a monster. This on paper should not be competitive, but, you know, you allow Eddie Kingston to get those hope spots via weapon and, you know, hold his own in the process, too. And you have a pretty good match on paper.
0: Yeah, he, he can he can actually make waves even in losing. Absolutely. If his, if his hope spots are that believable and they're entertaining enough, uh, he doesn't need to win.
8: Yeah. So we have another fatal, uh, fatal four-way on the card. We have the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Viking Raiders versus the Acclaimed versus Finjuice. And, you know, we got another fatal four-way here, so we're going to have a lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts here. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be fast. It's going to be furious. It's going to be, in some in some instances, it might be hard to keep up with. But you're you're gonna be out of your seat for this match for sure. And if I may do say so myself, I would probably have Viking Raiders take the win.
0: I would be okay with that. I mean, you yeah. it you can make you can always book it in a way that the loser doesn't yeah you know, doesn't get buried easily exactly.
8: enough. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And as much as I like them, you know, in the in theory, this is building a federation. I would probably have the acclaimed take the fall here and then, you know, in the hypothetical, we could build towards something down the road. But right now, not their day. Have them take the fall um, and just go from there. And now with that, and there's a reason this is going to be in the five hole because of the next match. We want something that's going to let the audience up, going to let them breathe. We're going to go with Sami Zayn versus Orange Cassidy. And now, like, we know Sami Zayn can do comedy. And and of course, everyone knows that Orange Cassidy can do comedy and they can both wrestle really well. So for that reason, this is why we paired these two up, you know, go go about, you know, six to eight minutes, you know, let the audience breathe a little and have some fun out there, you know?
0: Yeah. And it can be pretty believable. It's, it doesn't have to be too much of a David versus Goliath. Uh, But but you can still have your comedy spots of you know Orange doing the least amount of work to (laughs) get out of a pin or to influence a a high spot, so it could go very well.
8: Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it would go very well. And now next up we have and like I said that's why the previous match was in its spot. The New Day versus Proud and Powerful in a ladder match, or since this is Day of the Dead themed, a Stairway to Heaven match. And my God, these four guys on a ladder. What more can I say, dude?
0: I mean, I we can't miss with this one.
8: Yeah, no, it, it, it would be impossible. Next up in the seven hole, Utami Hayashista versus Oscar. How would this look, sir?
0: Um, I, it's, this is where it depends on where it's airing. If it's in the States or if it's in, uh, Japan, I th- I would, I, th- I would think Utami needs to win, uh, because she's the champ over there. Uh, you could have Asuka win, mm-hmm. but honestly, it can. This can also go either way, um, and and I think Asuka's a such a big star in WWE that she probably would come out on top.
8: Yeah, I get you. I get you. So, eight hole matchup. We have got a grave consequences matches match pardon me What the show what our podcast was named after and we have got this is an homage to mil This versus phoenix in a way we have got brian cage versus finn balor
0: i mean this is these are this is a great mix-up of styles mm-hmm. uh a nice casket match yes uh, fits the theme and i don't i mean I'm, this might have happened on the indies or some promotion i've never watched
8: I don't think they ever cross paths, man.
0: I mean, it's Finn Balor. It's Brian Cage. This will be good. We can even make it for the FTW belt (laughs) if we wanted, but uh, we'll keep it just uh, to a match.
8: Well, in the uh, the hypothetical of world building, let me pitch something to you. Mm. We have Finn Balor get the win, but it's from the help of the Gorillas of Destiny.
0: Oh, well, there Mm. you go.
8: You like it, don't you?
0: That's a that's a callback I didn't see coming, but uh, that would be fine. Yeah,
8: yeah, that and would now, be a
0: nice swerve too.
8: I, I think so too. I think so too. You know, you have Finn working the working as David the whole time, and then, you know, and you know maybe you don't have Cage working heel, but like you know just working kind of rough like he does, you know, in every match he's ever been in, mm-hmm. and then you know you kind of subvert expectations at the very end. And now, in our nine, the ninth match, the semi-main event of this show, and honestly, I was kind of having a, a tough time going back and forth whether or not this could have main-evented. And this would be called a live-and-let-die match. This is two out of three falls. Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks.
0: Mm. I mean, this will be very good. I mean, you're familiar with both both women. I mean, yeah. this will be real fun. Making it two out of threes... Falls make gives it enough of a gimmick and for, for the theme of our show, yeah. but it it can also, I don't know if variety is the right word, but it, it's a different type of match. That's not on yeah. the rest of the card. And it's, it allows for some, some more spots uh as opposed to a singles match. And I would love to see, I don't know when the last time Sasha's had like a match like she had with Bailey. I think this could be an opportunity to, to pull one of those out.
8: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And, there's no real wrong answer here, um, but I would I would probably have EO win this one.
0: You know, it's funny because I was thinking, like, I would really like Sasha to get a win.
8: <laughs> well, I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, yeah, as a one-off, I would probably have Sasha going over. But in the effort of world-building, I would probably have EO win.
0: I think you're right. I would agree with that.
8: But... Our main event. You have got the head of the table, the best male performer in the WWE right now. Versus, my God, his reputation precedes him. He he has carried New Japan for years and years. And yeah, maybe you know, maybe he hasn't carried it as much here lately. Maybe you know, he doesn't have to put in the efforts he used to put in. But Reigns versus Okada, like that—that just... that is, that is a video game match right there.
0: I mean, this is this is the match where we're going for six stars. Will we get? It? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but we want a match of the year uh, match here. And you know, it, we, I kind of was playing with the idea of having Kenny versus Okada again, uh, but yeah. they'll never top themselves. So this is an opportunity. I mean, people underestimate Roman Reigns a lot. You can build oh. a, a whole promotion around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is this is great. This is a Hoss match right here.
8: Yes. Yes. And. I, and look, me, you know, hardly watching New Japan, watching more WWE, I would still have Okada going over because Reigns would definitely be working heel here. Because if you've seen his stuff in the ring, and you can say what you want about his promos and his vignettes, but in the ring as a heel, he is top notch. Amazing.
0: there's a face. He's great in the ring.
8: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, his, his style of work as a heel is very, gotcha. very, very good. Very good. I agree with it. And, you know, with that, we have unveiled our card for Grave Consequences Pro Wrestling. And, folks, we thank you for listening. If you think we've earned the votes, go give us those. Those would be greatly appreciated. And, Greg, I think that's about it. You want to tell them goodbye?
0: All I will say is tune in when we come back or there'll be Grave Consequences. Thank you
1: again for checking out all the fantasy cards. Man, this is some tough competition this year the guys everybody put together some really great cards and now it's up to you who who has the best card we need to know so go to socialsuplex.com slash vote socialsuplex.com slash vote made it really easy for you guys socialsuplex.com slash vote go there right now get your votes in let us know who produced the best card Thank you for listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Twitter at Social Suplex. Give us a like on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com slash social suplex. You can also find us in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash wrestling squared circle. And make sure you're subscribed, following us On whatever podcast app you use That way you don't miss any Of the great shows that we have here On the Social Suplex Podcast Network You know we have One Nation Radio All Things Elite Keeping It Strong Style 8-Bit Suplex, The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show Grave Consequences The Great Match Generator So much great content here On the Social Suplex Podcast Network Hit subscribe, follow rating and review help us get over until next time have a great day